sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. Time is most dramatic in the streets of a great metropolis. Like a three-act play, it divides itself into exposition, development, and climax. Morning and afternoon, the streets are alive with busy people going about the process of earning a daily living. In the evening until midnight, these same people may be found searching for relaxation in the theaters, the restaurants, the cafes. But after midnight, when the law-abiding citizens have gone home to bed, the city streets take on a different aspect. The pavement's empty, the brightly colored lights go out. Deepening shadows take their places, shadows that give refuge to human bats who emerge, blink their liver-colored eyes, seeking a likely victim. Until dawn, the streets are haunted by the shapes who fear the light, and the city canyons sometimes echo with the shrieks of sudden death. What's the big idea? I'm sorry, I... Did I frighten you? You've been following me for over an hour. Yes, I have. Why? Perhaps you interest me. Well, go on. Take a walk before I call a cop. You won't call a policeman. Look, Mister, go find yourself another girl. I'm not your type. But I assure you, I meant no harm. You look hungry. Don't be silly. You don't have it. Have a cigarette on you? Yes, I think I have. Thanks. Light. Yes. Okay. You've done your good turn for the day. You're on. Just a minute. Let go of my arm. You mustn't be so impulsive. Let me go. I'll yell for the police. And have him find that wallet in your bag. What wallet? Mine. You just took it from my pocket while I was lighting your cigarettes. Now, you ought to know better than to carry it on your hip. Here. Thank you. Well, go on. Yell for a cop. I don't intend to. On the contrary, I'd like to provide you with a meal. Are you kidding? We may find a restaurant open around the corner. Will you join me? With pleasure, mister. More coffee? I've had enough, thanks. Oh, that was quite a spread, mister. Uh, Just call me Luther. My name's Martha. Are you up against it, Martha? Yeah. For how long? Oh, three or four months. Why didn't you try some other kind of work? A waitress was the best I could do, and I hated it. Dirty dishes made me sick. So you became a pickpocket. Yours? It was the first I ever tried. Oh, you don't have to lie. You were much too clever for an amateur. All right. Have it your own way. Do you have any relatives here, Martha? I've got no relatives anywhere. You're a funny guy. Am I? You've got funny eyes. How do you mean, funny? I don't know. I... I'm falling asleep. I think I'd better be on my way. Do you have a place to stay? I'll find one. May I offer you a place? I live in a two-family house in Jackson Heights. You're welcome to use the upper floor. With a key of your own, you'll have complete privacy. I... I don't know. I want to talk to you, Martha. About what? Various things. 
You can trust me. And you're at liberty to leave whenever you like. Jackson Heights, she said? Yes. You sure got funny eyes. Yes, Martha, I have. And I want you to see a great deal more of them. Sit down, Martha. I don't think I should have come. You still don't trust me? I don't trust anybody. Here, this is your key. No. No, I'm leaving. Where are you going? I don't know yet. Here you are. Oh, what's that for? For you. Use it to get yourself a room somewhere since you won't stay here. Are you nuts or something? No. I just want to be your friend. Can't you believe that? Did you say your name was Luther or Santa Claus? Luther. What's the matter? There must be that light above my head. I, I feel sleepy. Look at me, Martha. Keep looking into my eyes. You're tired. Very tired. You want to sleep. I... Sleep, Martha. I... Don't fight me. Sleep. Restful sleep. Quiet sleep. Sleep is good. Sleep. Answer me when I speak to you, Martha. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. When you awake, you won't remember having been asleep. But you will remember this. Exactly half past two tomorrow, you must return here. Half past two. And from now on, when I command you to sleep, Martha, you will sleep. Yes. Now wake up, Martha. Wake up. Wake up. What? Oh. Oh, I was leaving, wasn't I? Yes. Well, thanks for the money. <laughs> I'll give it back. You must have a lot of faith in human nature. How do you know I'll come back at all? I'm sure you will, Martha. Very sure. Good night. Good afternoon, Martha. Good afternoon. Good, it's 2.30, you're right on time. How did you know what time I'd be here? I guessed. I didn't even know I was coming until half an hour ago. I was going to take that money you gave me and grab a bus back to Chicago. Something brought me here. Instead, I... Yes. Oh, why? I didn't want to come, I... Sleep, Martha. What? Sleep. Down. You're an excellent subject for hypnosis. Did you get a room last night? Yeah. Where? Hotel Clayton. You will keep that room. Are you a thief, Martha? Yes. Would you steal again? If I had to, I... Are you a murderer, Martha? That's my question. Are you a murderer? No. But you would kill, wouldn't you, if you had to? No. Why not? I don't like to kill. Are you afraid? No. Would you kill... To protect yourself? I... Yes. Yes, to protect myself. Good enough. 
Now listen very closely. I have instructions for you. First, here is a gun. A gun? You know how to use one? I think so. Put the gun in your handbag. And go to this address. You will arrive there at five minutes to four. You hear? Yes. You ring the bell and the woman will answer. A tall woman. When she comes to the door, you'll pretend to faint. Faint? You'll collapse and she'll carry you indoors. Then you'll revive and look at the clock in the corner of the room. Are you listening, Martha? Yes. When that clock chimes four times, you'll remove the gun from your handbag and shoot the woman through the head. Oh. Yes, Martha. That woman's your enemy. She hates you. You're killing her in self-defense. I... I want to speak to... Oh, what's the trouble? Did you hear? Oh, 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 dear. I hope I can manage to get this joint. What do you want? Why did you come here? I came here to kill you. You're my enemy. Are you crazy? I never saw you before. Oh, my life. I have a gun. It looks like my husband. No, don't. Put it down. For heaven's sake, put it down. No, no, don't. find the time to make a pact with Satan. Well, good morning, Sergeant. Hello, Lothar. What brings you here? Just thought I'd drop by for a chat. You, uh, still living alone? Naturally. I separated from my wife a year ago. Oh, yeah. And you had a great deal to do with that, Sergeant Bowen. Well, practicing medicine illegally isn't exactly an honest occupation, Lothar. Maybe your wife decided you were a little, um, too shady for her. What do you want? I've got some news for you. Really? Your wife was found in her home yesterday with a bullet through her head. She was... Oh, no, that's too bad. She should have watched the company she kept. 
After doing a little checking, I discovered that there was a $40,000 insurance policy in her name, with you as beneficiary. Yes. I kept up her payments. Forty grand's a lot of dough for a guy like you. In other words, I killed her for the money. Maybe. At what time did she die? We figure around four. I'm sure she was killed between 3.30 and 4.30. And I'm not the man you're after. No? No, between 3 and 5 yesterday afternoon, I was delivering a slide lecture on travel at Huntley Hall. There are at least 300 people who can bear witness to that. You do everything, don't you? Quack doctor, travel expert. One must make a living. I've also heard that you've become an expert on hypnosis. Hypnosis? I don't know anything about it. Well, I do. I've discussed it with a friend of mine. He tells me that a... A subject who happens to be weak-willed might be persuaded to do almost anything while hypnotized. I... I wouldn't know. I'll have to keep checking on that theory. Oh, well, Luther. After all, a guy could be almost anywhere while his stooge went out and did his killing for him. It sounds like an interesting idea. Maybe I'll have a few more details to add to it. Well, so long, Luther. I'll be seeing you again. Sit down, Martha. Yes. And listen closely. I've found another one of your enemies. Who? A man named Bowen. He wants to give you the electric chair, Martha. Why? He wants to strap you into the seat and burn the soul right out of your body. And he will, Martha, unless you stop him. You still have my gun. Yes. And we'll follow these instructions. This man, Bowen, lives in the secluded section. His house is next to a church. The church, Martha, has a clock in its tower. At five minutes to ten tonight, you'll be waiting for this man in front of his home. Five minutes to ten? You'll flirt with him and ask him for cigarettes. He leaves his work at nine and he invariably arrives home at a little before ten. What does he look like? Slouch hats, blue suits, tall, heavy set, rather good looking. You will ask him if his name is Bowen. Yes. And you know what to do, Martha, when the clock chimes in the steeple? When the clock chimes in the steeple, I'll shoot him through the head. Hotel. I saw you on the street yesterday and followed you here. It was just one of those lucky breaks. I, I didn't call your room because I, I wasn't sure whether you'd see me or not. Said I came back about an hour ago and waited here in the lobby. I want you to leave, Roby. He'll never come back. Hey, Martha, for heaven's sake, what's got into you? Well, the good times we've had, the things we've done together mean anything at all? Not anymore. Martha. Good afternoon, Martha. Hello, Luke. Aren't you going to introduce me to your friends? His name is... Roby. I knew him before. I'm very glad to know you. Well, how do you do? We're late, Martha. We'd better leave. Yes. Goodbye, Roby. Well, goodbye, Martha. We'll see each other again. Nice to meet you. Bye. 
Who is he? Just a boy I know. He's in love with you? Yes. And you? I'm not good enough for him. He's the reason you left your home? Oh, what difference does it make? Look at me, Martha. You must always do as I say. You know that, don't you? Yes. I don't want you to ever see that boy again. Yes. I promise you, Luther. I won't. No one has ever been able to hypnotize me. I just take on regardless. However, maybe I'm unique. But Martha definitely wasn't. Let's hear what I have in store for her. Remember me? Of course. I, uh, decided to come over and have a talk with you. About what? Martha. Well, what about her? She's been avoiding me for over a week now. She won't talk to me on the street. She, she won't see me in a hotel. That's too bad, Roby. Perhaps she doesn't like you anymore. She loved me once. I don't understand. Something's happened to her, really. She can't possibly be in love with you. <laughs> Why am I so horrible? Yep. She sees you almost every day. How do you know? Do you follow her here? What have you over her, Luther? I've cast a spell over her. I'm a witch. Would you like to see my broomstick? Answer me. Take your hands off. Answer me before I shake the teeth out of your head. Can't you take it? She doesn't want anything more to do with you. Now get out of here before I call the police. Maybe that isn't a bad idea. Go on. Call them. If I did, I'd turn the two of you in. What do you mean? Your friend Martha is a thief. That's a lie. Is it? Well, I can prove it, my friends. And I can send her to the penitentiary for ten years. She's a thief I picked up in the gutter, and if you don't keep away from her, I'll send her right back to the gutter where she belongs. Now, get up. Get up and say that again. You'll regret it. Will I? Yes, you'll regret it very much. I'm not through with you yet. I'll find out what you're up to if it's the last thing I do. And it may be, Ruby. Sleep, Martha. Sleep and listen to me. I'm listening. I have another task for you. Someone else? Another enemy. Who? You know him well. His name's Roby. Roby? Yes. Roby loves me. He hates you. I said he hates you. But why? Because he loved you once. And love is very close to hate, Martha. What shall I do? You must get rid of him to protect yourself and me. With the gun? Yes. When the clock chimes, I must use the gun. Exactly. Martha, look. I have something for you. Oh, it's a clock. A small clock made in Switzerland. The chimes have a very pleasant tinkle, Martha. You'll enjoy hearing it. Yes. This clock is small enough to fit inside your purse along with your gun. I want you to take it with you and give it to Roby when you see him. A present for Roby? Yes. A present for Roby. And when the clock strikes, you will add another present to this one, Martha. For Roby. Martha, darling. You know what I've gone through in the past week? It's been miserable. But you wanted to avoid me. But... No, I know I'm wrong. Roby, I have a present for you. Oh, darling, never mind the present. This is more important. Here, Roby. 
take this clock. Bertha, listen. That man you're seeing, Luther, he's dangerous. Isn't that a pretty plot, Rosie? I checked up on him. He's been arrested before for impersonating a doctor. He's some sort of a hypnotist. His wife was murdered just a little while ago, Marjorie. At nine, the clock will chime. You'll hear music, Rosie. But you're interested in what I'm saying. It's almost nine. Marjorie. You. No. That man, he must... What a... That gun, you... You wouldn't kill me. All right, go ahead. I love you, but I can see it's no use. It's changed you. Little murderers. Nine o'clock. Well, what are you waiting for? Why don't you shoot? I'm waiting for the chimes. They haven't rung. Chimes. And now it's after nine. Now it's too late. Martha. I must go back, Roby. I must go back to Luther with the clock. <laughs> Come in, my dear. You look tired. Was it difficult? Yes. You should be glad he's dead, Martha. Now he's out of your way. But no, sir. He's not dead. What? Roby's alive. What do you say? I didn't kill him. You disobeyed my orders? You told me to wait for the clock chimes. I didn't hear them. Give me that clock. Here. You little fool. You should have killed him anyway. Where is he now? How did you get out of your room? He didn't try to stop me. He just said he'd get the police. The police? You told me to wait for the chime. Can't you see it was turned off? You should have pushed this button. I hear the chimes now. Martha. Martha, Martha, put down that gun. That's what I was waiting for, the chimes. Martha, the the police are outside. The chimes are so pretty. He's going to kill me. Don't try to kill me. Don't try to kill me. It's a police monitor. Open the door. Just a moment. I'll let you in. saying that has long been inscribed in the halls of time, and Luther would have been wiser to take note of it. He who dances a madman's jig must someday pay the piper, and pay him well. The clock will be heard next week, same time. This program was written by Lawrence Clee and starred Hart McGuire as the clock. Heard on this program were Myrna Dodd as Martha, Guy Delman as Luther, with Neva Coglin, Owen Weingott, and Ray Barrett. The clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production. Thank you.